When the pressures of everyday life push the buttons of our inescapable human frailties, it's time to press pause, to be still, to breathe, and to look objectively at what is happening to ourselves and those about us. In this moment with Toby C. Helping people to recover from emotional, physical, and spiritual pain. Here is Toby C. Hey, I'm back. How you doing? Yep, it's me. In case you weren't listening to Howard the Announcer, it's Toby. You never know, somebody might slip in and uh, make a guest appearance in the event Toby becomes incapacitated. No, <clears throat> you have me for the next hour, and uh, the name of the show is called In This Moment with Toby C. <clears throat> it's a recovery show, and it's a little bit of a different recovery show because what we're going to try to do here is <clears throat> fire up your imagination. I'm going to try to visually speak to you. How about that? Yeah, if it's your first time joining us, welcome. Really sit back and enjoy the ride if you're a repeat visitor. Thank you for coming back <clears throat> for more. For more of me and... Um, actually, it's not more of me. <laughs> it's anything but me. It's more of the message that's transmuted through me. How about that? And that's kind of interesting because all of us can become an instrument, a channel of a message. What do you think about that? Can you imagine yourself or your loved one who's suffering becoming a channel, an instrument of a good message? Wow. Of course. Think about it. A message is uh, quite often vocal, although action speaks louder than words for sure. But let's talk about the vocal message for a minute. It's a vibration. Yeah. Voice and what you hear through voice and and the vocals is a vibration. And um, you just might change your vibration. What do you think about that? If you stick around here and and pay attention. No guests, uh, no Collins on this show. It's just you and me. And today we're going to be talking about an interesting, touchy subject. We're going to be talking about um, a higher power, a power greater than you. Um, some people like to call it God. Or how about a God of your understanding? How about that? It's going to be touchy, and that's not really the topic of today's show. Today's show, the topic is about trust. And more specifically, not only is it about trust, but it's about putting your hand in the hand of another man or woman and trusting another person and really trusting the process of recovery. And, um, and of course, in a roundabout way, it's a way of trusting God. Yeah, how about that? It's a way of trusting God. So take a deep breath. So yeah, it's going to be touchy, but uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. And before we get on with the show, I just have to tell you, the, where I became inspired by this show um, topic was there used to be a... Um, a folk song it was very popular here in the, in the United States back in the early 1970s. <clears throat> of course, it was penned and written um, by a Canadian, wouldn't you know it? It became a, a national number one big hit here in the United States. And it was called Put Your Hand in the Hand. And here's, here's how the lyrics went, and pay attention. Because so much of this has to do with recovery 
and suffering and trust and calming down. And we're going to be really grinding down on that today. And and like I said, if you don't have a, a God, a, a concept of God, a God of your understanding, just, just try to just relax and open your mind. And we're going to try to explore the universe and maybe help you find um, a power greater than yourself. How about that? Yeah. Or a higher power, whatever that may be. So here are the lyrics. And uh, they were kind of interesting. Um, here's, it's real simple. <clears throat> it said, put your hand in the hand of the man who calmed the waters. Right? Put your hand in the hand of the man who stilled the seas. Take a look at yourself and you can look at others differently. Put your hand in the hand of the man from Galilee. So of course they're talking about Christ Jesus and um, you know, just take a deep breath. Like I said, don't get all upset that uh, we're getting getting a little ecumenical. That's actually one of the nice parts about the 12-step program of which I'm a, a member of uh, a couple of different 12-step programs. All right, I'll tell you, Alcoholics Anonymous and Codependence Anonymous. How about that? Toby's, I just outed myself. But here's the deal. Um, the 12-step movement really is a beautiful balancing act. It's uh, it's ecumenical in, in nature, um, but it's also secular. It really allows the agnostic or the atheist or, or somebody who's really rejected the whole notion and concept of God um, to somehow calm down and open their mind and and explore the universe, like I said, and, and find a God of their understanding. It's beautiful. Isn't that great? I mean, even the secular, even the most non-believer can certainly believe in a power greater than themselves. And quite often, that power greater than ourselves, when we're early in recovery and when we've hit the bottom and we're really down to our last desperate few breaths, <clears throat> that... Um, that power greater than ourselves can become the group. We're instructed so, and of course, that was my experience as well. Oh, I was terribly lonely at the at the end. And, um, you know, just like it, I read in this book, you know, I stood at the turning point. Uh, I stood at the jumping off point. And, um, and what was I going to do? Because I was experiencing a loneliness no, nobody could really comprehend. And, um, <clears throat> and I did wish for the end. But the end never came. Maybe maybe that was your experience or somebody that you love. Yeah. Well, lo and behold, <clears throat> we survived. <laughs> we weren't taken out. Yeah, we wished for the end, but the end never came. How, the, how about that? <sighs> it's because something, maybe a power greater than ourselves, had, had something else in store for us. How about that? Yeah. Hey, if you're just joining us in this one-hour show, that's formatted for a live radio show. Of course, it's going to be bookended and probably on a podcast. <clears throat> uh, the name of the show is this, In This Moment, and I'm the host, Toby C. And there's nobody, nothing special about me, <clears throat> just a, a, a benevolent, uh, uh, anonymous messenger uh, trying to carry a good message, um, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of doing the 12 steps and the 12-step movement, uh, namely in Alcoholics Anonymous. But i got to tell you, it's, its application is universal. These steps are for everyone. And I'm telling you, you can find a group. If you get on the internet, if you're not sure what what uh, <clears throat> what hole you fit in, you'll be sure to find what hole 
go dig yourself another hole and dig and, and dive into it. But this time, dig yourself a hole with a bunch of other people. It's called the home group. Yeah, go find a group. Get out of loneliness and isolation. And I got to tell you, when when those of us who are at the bottom and 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 drowning in the bitter morass of, of self pity, um, that's when we actually do, lo and behold, put our trust in in something called God. Maybe maybe you've done this battle cry. Think about it. Listen, God help me. God help me. Yeah. God, I'll never do that again. Yeah. How about God damn it? I mean, well, there it is. You know, you're blaming God. Are you petitioning God? What are you doing? Well, now it's time to just mellow out and calm down and, and trust the process and get ready to put your hand in the hand of the, of the man. And the man is metaphor for God, a God of your understanding. You better believe it. And, and there it is. Are you restless and irritable and discontented? Hmm? Do you need the sense of ease and comfort which comes at once by taking a few drinks or acting out in some, some manner? Mm-hmm. It's a very lonely experience, isn't it? Come to the group. Oh boy, and I'm, I'm really playing heavy on the group, especially in this show, because my experience was, um, and, and I was very godless when I came um, back into the program, and I tried it several times. Um, I think about the third time it, it, finally, it finally took hold third time in 10 years but uh, finally I experienced a God of my understanding and you can too and I'll tell you what happened to me in the group it was kind of interesting um, it was about 90 days into the deal and um, I kept going to meetings every single day whether I had drank or not okay um, and of course I was a perpetual newcomer <clears throat> I'd raise my hand in this area they they liked for people with less than 30 days to introduce themselves so that the group can kind of get to know you. Trust me, the, the group knew Toby. <laughs> every, hey, and I was there every day. And I was raising my hand as a newcomer. And uh, and I kind of got over the shame, you know, and I just kind of stuck around and listened. And you know what happened to me in about the 90th day? <clears throat> it was the strangest thing. I'll never forget. I, I remember I got a good night's sleep. I was well-rested. I wasn't hungry. wasn't angry, lonely, tired any of that stuff. And I remember just in the middle, like in the very beginning of the meeting, I just broke down and started sobbing. I mean, not, not a little bit of a cry, you know, and I'm kind of a macho guy. It was a, it was a, it was a sob, man. I just started, I wouldn't say I was wailing because, you know, but it was a sobbing. I mean, the, the, the tears, man, were flowing, man. And you know what I think I experienced is I experienced something called God consciousness. Yeah. I think at that moment, um, God touched me somehow. A God of my understanding touched me. Something calmed me down. And there's the deal, that something can calm you down. <laughs> but it doesn't happen alone. The something um, came to me from within the group. Something revealed itself, himself, to me through the group. Something calmed my spirit down. Of course, everybody's looking at Toby over there, totally bawling his head off and going, oh, is he loaded again? <laughs> And I and I remember looking at him and going, No, I'm not, man, I didn't drink anything. You know, and 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 
it was fine. It was just such a, a beautiful, blissful experience. I'll never forget it. And this can happen for you too. What we're going to be doing this show, like we do every show, after we kind of get the warm up, so you kind of get to not know me, but we can kind of grind down and, and get you all warmed up for the topic. The topic again is trust, and, and most specifically, being ready to put your hand in the hand of another man, which is a, a synonym for putting your hand in the hand of the man, the real man, a God of your understanding man. That's what we're going to be doing. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the problems of self-reliance. Ah, yeah, the, the problem with not trusting the process, not, um, not really relying, you know, putting God first and, and reliance on, on a God of your understanding. This self-reliance, we're going to talk about how self-reliance utterly fails us. Oh, yeah. And then when our scorecards read zero and we knew we were going to be out of the game forever, you know, we became bankrupt idealists. And, um, yeah, settled for the blackout in the bottle. Mm-hmm. Failed perfectionists. Amen on that. All right, I'm Toby C. And the show is called In This Moment with Toby C. And we're going to grind down on trust, most specifically putting your hand in the hand of a man or woman. And getting into recovery and trust, trusting the process. Trust God, clean house, and get ready to help others. Be right back. moment with Toby C continues now okay yeah we're talking about trust and uh, trust what trust the process trust God trust somebody else trust anything except don't trust yourself <laughs> how about that yeah our um, our trust our our, our self-reliance has um, utterly utterly failed us by the time many of us end up in recovery, or many of us should end up in recovery. How about that? And again, I can't express enough, this is going to be a short segment because we're kind of grinding down on the problems of not having trust in a power greater than ourselves. Well, first of all, I can tell you right now that not having a trust in a power greater than ourselves is complete self-reliance. And hey, I don't know about you, but you know, I read somewhere, I read somewhere that um, so long as we place self-reliance first, reliance upon a higher power was entirely out of the question. Hmm. And I got to tell you, this, this, uh, this self-reliance thing, so many of us come into recovery and we think that we just have a, a weak constitution that we need to just get our act together, get a grip. We don't. We've lost all self-control. We have no willpower at the very bottom. No question about it. You know, we have no faith. Um, there's the agnostic, the atheist, and then there's, then there's many of us who, who had a God of our, our, our understanding, maybe a Sunday school God or a, or a God of our upbringing, but uh, that God disappointed us it rejected us it left us so so we're in conflict with god 
We have no faith that God will perform any miracle for us. So, so having trust in the process, trust in any power outside of ourselves, becomes very, very difficult to many of us. Can you relate to that? Of course. Yeah. Our lack of trust is very emotional. Of course it is. It's the devil. It's the hurt. It's something that, that affects the seven afflictions of self. Let me tell you what the seven afflictions of self are. Pride, self-esteem, finances, personal relations with others, ambition, emotional security, and sexual relations. And you'll discover that when you do your, your fourth step and you stick to the script. Pages 65 through 69 in that book called Alcoholics Anonymous. <clears throat> and there's, there's different ways to clean house gang, okay? But we're talking right now about the 12-step program, <clears throat> which one of the founding members, <clears throat> excuse me, was a, a physician, and he wrote a prescription, and his physician, his prescription was pretty straightforward. His prescription had three things in it. <clears throat> it was a prescription that he wrote out kind of in jest to all alcoholics, and he wrote on the prescription, remember this. And of course... Uh, I think the date of our society is June 10th, 1935. And on the prescription, it said three things. Trust God, clean house, help others. But who wants to do that? Who wants to trust God, clean house, and help others? No, 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 no. Who wishes to be rigorously honest and tolerant? <clears throat> who, wish, who wants to confess his faults to another and make restitution for harms done? Who cares anything about a higher power, let alone meditation and prayer? You know, who wants to sacrifice time and energy trying to carry a good message to the next sufferer? No, 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 no. The alcoholic, <laughs> the average alcoholic, self-centered in the extreme, doesn't care for this prospect unless he or she has to do these things in order to stay alive themselves. There you go. So I'm telling you, it's under the lash of alcoholism and our disease that we're finally driven to recovery. And there we discover the fatal nature of our situation. And then and only then do we become as open-minded to conviction and as willing to listen as the dying can be. If that sounds familiar. That's on the fourth and final page of, of step one out of the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions publication, which is a sister publication of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. I'm kind of a purist. I don't, I don't really read a lot of uh, AA literature outside of the Big Book and, and the 12 and 12. But I'm telling you, man, the, the problem with this no trust is, uh, we're, again, we're putting the, the cart before the horse. We're putting the focus on us. Man, we're the, we're the problem. We got ourselves into this mess. So we naturally think that we can get ourselves out of this trust. But you know something? Quite often, my friends, because somewhere we're employing the seven deadly sins, right? Somewhere we're, we're in the bondage of self. Somewhere we were playing God, Okay. And somewhere along the line, here it comes, we placed ourselves beyond human aid. And, and like some non-alcoholic physician at some New York City hospital declared that, uh, that these cases, like, like yours and mine, us drug addicts and alcoholics and, and people that are just insane with excessive, obsessive, compulsive, crazy, outrageous, extreme behavior, we place ourselves beyond human aid. And unless we have an entire psychic change, there's very, very little hope for our recovery. How about that for <laughs> some of the problems of not trusting the process, not trusting a power greater than ourselves, having complete self-reliance on self. 
it's a it's a loser proposition I'm telling you of course many of us have to find that out the hard way that job or job job or no job wife or no wife you know we simply do not stop drinking so long as we place dependence on others ahead of our dependence on God yeah all right take a deep breath I could have ground down more on some of the problems with uh, not trusting the process and trusting God and trusting others, but let's move into the solution. How about that? So when we come back, it's the solution to trust, putting your hand in the hand of the man I'm here on In This Moment, and I'm your host, Toby C. This moment, understanding common day struggles many people face in the revolving door of recovery and rehabilitation, helping to open hearts and minds that allow for the mysterious, powerful, enduring, and proven alternative to destructive behavior. Here is your guide, Toby C. All right, big segment full of solution. I love solution. I like to. I like to kind of condense the problems and just try to examine it. And uh, now we're going to move into the solution here. The solution of overcoming mistrust, overcoming self-reliance, overcoming uh, dependence on things human. Yeah. I told you this is going to be kind of a touchy hour on a very touchy subject because we're going to be talking about a higher power, a power greater than yourself, a God of your understanding, or... Like some religious people like to say, we're going to be just talking about God. And by the way, one of my favorite acronyms for God is the group. And it's a group of drunks. God. <laughs> so I have a home group. Trust me, I see him every, every morning at uh, 7 a.m., six days a week anyway. All right, take a deep breath. So first of all, the reason why you didn't, you don't trust anything outside of yourself as you were born that way, okay? So get over it. We, we come out of the womb selfish and self-centered survivalists. Of course we do. Our entire instinctual wiring are for two things when we come out of the womb. It's the instinctual need for love and security, which is another word for saying we have the instinctual need for people to pay attention to us and people to keep us safe. There it is. And as we grow older, um, we tend to put the bite on people for, for more love and security than is possible or even do us. So there it is. And quite often because we're so burned, um, during this circus of life that, um, we just don't trust the process anymore. And I'll tell you what it is. And you're going to discover this. If you get into 12-step work and you really do the, the house cleaning and the four-step, you're going to discover, and this is absolutely irrefutable, you're going to discover that that you are suffering from a, a multitude of, of different forms of fear. The F word, fear, F-E-A-R, baby. There it is. 
See, trust, uh, another, another close cousin of trust is faith. And of course, the, the antithesis of trust and faith is fear. Sure it is. And of course, part of our survival skills, again, is to mistrust things. Of course, our, our survival depends on it. We can't trust everything. We can't be gullible. But as we calm down and, and, and mature and grow up, we, we, start to, um, we start to trust the process. But I'll tell you who really, I'll tell you who becomes as willing, as open-minded to conviction and, and as willing to listen as only the dying can be are people at the bottom. Yeah. So, you know, if you or your loved one are, are at the bottom right now, I'll tell you, you know, some people are going to say you're screwed. Pardon the expression, but you're not. If you're at the bottom, consider yourself the luckiest person in the world because now you have a, a, an opportunity not to go and relive your past, but to develop the appropriate attitude for living this particular day successfully. And that means putting your trust in a power greater than yourself. And it starts, here we go again, because Toby is a broken record. It starts with the group. You know, before you can have dependence on a higher power, how about if we practice something called interdependence? How cool is that? That's a word you don't hear too often, interdependence. And you find the group and you make a commitment to that group. And you rely on the group and the group relies on your participation and your attendance. And you become interdependent on the group. And if and if you're lucky like, like I did when I totally broke down after about 90 days of, of going to the same home group meeting, you're going to experience a moment of God consciousness in that group. And it's a, it's a very peaceful, peaceful place to be, to experience this God consciousness through the, to the, through the group. Another benefit of the group is hopefully you're going to find a sponsor. You're going to find him or her that's going to pay attention to you in the right way. And they're going to bury your nose in the big book or some spiritual publication, and you guys are going to go ahead on a on an expedition and try to find these things called principles, spiritual in their nature. And by the way, they don't really jump out at you. They're they're not literal. They're very allegorical. They're they're hidden. They're concealed. You got to kind of read it over and over and over again. About the thirtieth time you read it, oh my goodness, there it is. You know, boom, hits you in the face like a big, hits you in the eye like a big pizza pie, right? That's amore. So yeah, but hopefully you'll find a sponsor and uh, the sponsor will will take you on your journey. And, and by the way, the sponsor is where you're going to put your hand in the hand. Probably the most difficult thing for, for many people who are at their bottom and, and they're wishing for the end, but they just can't quite pull the trigger or, or jump off the bridge and end it. What they do is they ask for help. Remember I I was talking earlier about so many of us at our most desperate moment, we got no problem screaming out, God help me. Remember? Well, when we talk to another trusted man or woman and we ask them to please pay attention to to me, would you please pay attention to me so that, that I can recover and I can understand what's going on and so that I in turn can stick around and help somebody understand what's going on. Can you please help me, sponsor? And 
lo and behold, quite often they'll say, yeah, I'll pay attention to you. Hopefully they don't set a whole bunch of conditions, but there it is. You know, in that moment, that moment of clarity where we ask our sponsor to uh, to work with us and pay attention to us, that's, that's the beginning of a practice of actually taking our problems and no longer internalizing them and living alone with them, but discussing them with somebody. Discussing our most internal, private, you know, conflicts and misery with another person. And it starts with, Will you help me? And you're not really putting your hand physically in the hand of, of another man or woman, but, but, but figuratively you are. You're trusting this person. You're saying that, that I trust you. I've heard you. I've heard you share your testimony. I've heard you share about this, this, this unprovable phenomenon called recovery and how it's affected you. And, and I want what you've got. See? When you tell another person that you sincerely want what they got, what you're telling them, you may not know this, is that I too want to acquire something called an overwhelming and compelling and immediate God consciousness. I want to acquire that. Why? So I can have a vast change in my feeling and outlook and my attitude can change and I can get healthy. Oh my God, there it is. I become open-minded and change my message and have some discipline in my life and have the, the discipline to, to look temptation right in the eye and say, no, I'm not going to do that. To say, I understand what the consequences are. I'm telling you, my friend, you're going to go ahead and have a, a moment of clarity. By the way, we're in the middle of kind of a long segment. If you're just joining us, um, if you're just joining us, my name is Toby C. And this is our show called In This Moment with Toby C. And it's a recovery show. It's a concept show. We grind down on subjects. And we look at the problems and the solutions of this subject. And we bookend our shows with, with group therapy, group therapeutics, and imagination exercises. It's beautiful. Today we're talking about trust. And most specifically, putting our hand in the hand of another man or woman. And trusting the process and getting into recovery. And sitting all the way down. It's a beautiful experience to sit all the way down. It's a calming experience. Broke my back after about 90 days. Broke my spirit. And that's it, man. And I promise you, this, this dependence, your, your whole dependence and reliance is going to shift. And you're going to understand that this dependence on a higher power, far from being a weakness, this dependence on a higher power, my friend, is going to be your chief source of strength. How about that? Can you imagine? Again, I don't want to jump the gun because we're going to be getting to the imagination exercises at the close of our show, but can you imagine that dependence on, on your higher power, dependence on a, on a God of your understanding, dependence on His perfect justice, His forgiveness and love was, was healthy? And to understand that, that that dependence finally would work for you when nothing else would, remember? Self-reliance failed us utterly. We were bankrupt idealists and, and failed perfectionists, remember? Of course we do. And now it's a time to, to give our fellow man a break. You know, 
Trust God. Must trust God. It's an act of faith. And you can sit there and, and stay in the lotus position and chant if you want. But uh, I practice my, my gratitude. I'm so grateful to be alive and so grateful to be sober and so grateful to be able to carry a message. And I, and I practice my gratitude by suiting up and showing up and going to the group. And every day that I go to that group and I, I say, my name is Toby and I'm an alcoholic. Or my name is Toby and I'm a drug addict. It's a confirmation, man, that I'm being honest with God and with myself, man, when I'm telling a group of strangers, man, who I really am. Can you relate to that? It's a, it's a, it's a demonstration of faith. It's a demonstration of trust. It's a demonstration of, of reliance on, on a power greater than ourselves. Of course it is. It's a journey into open-mindedness. It's through this open-mindedness and this house cleaning. I'm telling you, if you clean house, I promise you, my friend, you're going to be able to open your mind and your heart and allow God of your understanding to enter you and expel whatever deadly obsession you're suffering from. But you've got to trust the process. You've got to trust the process. You've got to trust God. You've got to trust any power greater than yourself if you want to break out of the bondage of self, the shackles of this, this prison that's kept you in this living misery, this living hell for so long. And now you're about to emerge from this, from this fear. You know, and this faith, this faith is for you too. And this faith is for you to, to consume and to enjoy and then to finally recover and then finally, finally to share this faith. This is a way to a faith that works, my friend. You know, it works if you work it. And you're going to be in a position to recover and to be able to tell your fellow brethren, hey, you know, I got better and so can you. How about that? What a concept. You're going to be a great messenger. You're really going to be a great, here it comes, sponsor. Ooh. What do you think? Can you imagine being a sponsor? Yeah. You stick around, we're going to be talking about the imagination exercises. I'm going to take you on a magical mystery tour over eight and a half minutes that'll blow your mind. You have no idea what God might have in store for you. I kind of understand it. It's Toby C. You know, the show's called In This Moment. Just wrapping up an hour on trust, putting your hand in the hand of the man. And we're going to wrap up our show with the imagination exercises and, um, and making living life and recovery. This is In This Moment with Toby C., helping people to recover from emotional, physical, and spiritual pain. Here is Toby C. Do you want to recover from physical, emotional, and spiritual pain? You're right where you're supposed to be. Hey, we're just wrapping up an hour, talking about trust, putting your hand on the hand of the man, putting your hand on the hand of another man, simply by just asking them to help you. What a concept. Listen, the, the, the reason why you want to get better, and I'm telling you, there's a warning over and over again in recovery, and so many people fall into this trap. They, they, trust, they trust the process, and they clean house, 
and then they skip to the loo, my darling, and they don't do anything with all this self-knowledge of their mental illness or their their um, their spiritual sickness and disease. But um, but I'm going to tell you right now, uh, if you came into recovery or if you're at the bottom because because somebody crushed your dreams. If you're at the bottom, or if you hit a bottom because somebody crushed your dreams, you have an opportunity to become a dream builder. You have an opportunity now to become a dream builder. And this is why you want to get better. You want to get better to fulfill your real purpose. Your real purpose was not to sire and, and, and bear children or to have this wonderful career, or to have all the cool stuff that you're going to write in your obituary, talk about all the wonderful things you did in your dash. The dash is that, that short span of life between our, our birth date and our date of death. The dash. No. You're going to experience the joy of working with others, yeah. Your real purpose is to fit yourself to be of maximum service to a God of your understanding and to your fellow man. Of course, those about you. Let me give you an idea of, of uh, a preview of coming attractions for you. As a sponsor, you are going to be a sponsor. I want you to imagine that you're going to finish up your house cleaning and you're going to be sufficiently armed with facts about yourself for the purpose of winning the entire confidence of another sufferer, somebody who's suffering exactly what you're suffering from. So you can put your arm around them and perform what's known as moral psychology. You can calm the soul down. You're going to be able to calm people down. You're going to become a soothsayer. You're going to soothe people. Can you imagine that? Better believe it, you can. See, because you're going to be able to help when no one else can. You're going to be able to secure their confidence when others fail. You're going to remember that they're very ill. And you know that because you stood in those shoes. Of course you have. And here it comes, baby. This is why you want to clean house and trust the process and, and, and get this stuff done. Because at the very end of the day, you're going to be a sponsor and you're going to witness recovery. And when you witness recovery, life, my friend, will take on new meaning better believe it. You're going to watch people recover. And those people that you are working with and paying attention to, those people are all of a sudden, you're going to witness them helping others. Can you imagine that? This person that was, was, was stuck in the bitter morass of self-pity and loneliness, you're going to watch this loneliness vanish. In this, in this, this empty soul, you're going to see so full of life. You're going to see this fellowship grow grow up about you and grow within the people that you work with. And you're going you're gonna to know that you had something to do with this. I'm telling you, this is an experience you must not miss. You want a clean house so you can go up and beyond the joy of interdependence within the, the home group meeting and, and finding newcomers to work with, man. You want to experience the, the miracle of recovery to witness recovery. You know, I'm telling you, you're going to do that. You are going to be a healer.
you are going to, you are going to learn how to become God conscious and less self conscious. And the way you're going to become and acquire more God consciousness is by acquiring more suffering souls to pay attention to. See, God is buried in the suffering soul in there. If you pay attention to it properly, it's like paying attention to God. It's called practicing humility, to pay attention to another suffering soul. And the stranger they are, the less danger we are of slipping into unfair judgment and um, unrealistic expectations. So there it is, to, to move away. You're going to be able to finally, one day at a time, move away from self-consciousness and closer and closer to God-consciousness. And the way you're going to move closer to God-consciousness is by paying attention to others and paying less attention to yourself. Can you imagine that? Oh yeah, I know you can. can. I know you can. You're going to become a soothsayer. Don't you love that? Of course you are. You know, you're going to be able to perform what Dr. Silkworth called moral psychology. You're going to be a healer. You're going to be able to go up to people because of your own drinking or using experience, you're going to be so uniquely helpful to these people. They're going to listen to you. The sufferer from your home group, your kinship of common suffering, my friend, they're going to listen to you because you can be uniquely useful to them. They're going to listen to you. They're not going to listen to their psychiatrist or their therapist or their physician like they're going to listen to you. Why? Because in recovery, we speak a lingo. We speak a lingo. It's called a legacy. It's a legacy of suffering and of recovery. And it's easily passed along from one alcoholic to another. Or it's easily passed along from one sufferer to another in the kinship of common suffering. You've got to be within the, the kinship of common suffering. It doesn't, it doesn't quite happen with a person who's smoking meth passing this legacy along to an alcoholic or somebody who's a compulsive gambler um, trying to pass this message along to a compulsive shopper. It's got to be within the kinship of common suffering. Get into the group and experience a God of your understanding as he may reveal himself to you through the group. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine you are going to get well regardless of anyone? Mm-hmm. The only condition is that you trust God and clean house. So there it is. I hope you've enjoyed the show today. I have. It's, uh, like I said, a touchy subject talking about God, but, you know, there is only one who has all power, and that one is God, and may you find him now, my friend. You know, no human power can relieve our suffering, but only God could, and what if you ever saw it? And may you seek him now, in this moment, until we see Thank you so much for joining me today on trust and putting your hand in the hand of the man. Until next time, I love you. Take care.